chapter 15. Thank you again, brother and sister Regan, the church, for opening the doors. Give us a big blessing to be here tonight. Romans chapter 15, verse 18 to 21. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ had not wrought by me, to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed, through mighty signs and wonders by the powers of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about into Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Yes, so have I strived to preach the gospel, nowhere Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. But as it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see, and they that have not heard shall understand. Amen? You know, we are in Panama. You are in Kansas. But we are doing the same thing. And we have the same burden. We want to preach. We have people that never have learned or have heard of this message to hear the truth, to get a hope, to get salvation. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. And uh, I want to take my thought from the last verse, 21. But it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see. And they that have not heard shall understand. I would like to preach tonight upon this thought. They shall see and they shall understand. Amen. Brother Regan, could you please lead us in prayer? Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. I thank God for this church. And I thank God for any church that preaches the truth. And uh, people visit different places. And God put a burden in their heart to reach for them. And uh, that's the case of the, of the missionaries. But I really believe that it go farther than that. It's something when you come to God and you receive the promises of God and something is born in your heart and you want, you don't want to be selfish. You want people to receive the same experience that you got. You want people to be saved. You know their destiny. You know where they are going. In my case, I knew where I was going. Amen? When I was a sinner. And it's the will of God. Bible says that he don't want anybody to perish. But that all come to repentance. In another scripture said that God wants every man to come to the understanding of the truth. And, uh, you know, sometimes, Elder, I think, you know, uh, our burden was not born in Panama. Our burden was born in our heart. The day we received the Holy Ghost was born in our heart. 
We wanted to reach the lost. The first, probably the first group that we joined the church was the outreach team. And we was in Junction City, Kansas for 20 years. And those 20 years, we was in the outreach team. We was trying to reach somebody. And it was exciting. It was great when God gave us families that we could bring to the church. It was nice that you, to, to sit with somebody that never heard this truth. And you sit in their table in their living room. And you, you start teaching them a Bible study. And you know at the beginning it seems like they don't understand. That they are confused. But you know you continue your lessons. And you, you see some signs. And you see that they're receiving the word. And you know they come to church with you. And the first time they come to the altar, it's a great victory. Amen. When you bring somebody to church, you see that, that the word, which is quick, alive, is powerful, go to their hearts, and they feel conviction, and they come to the altar. That's your visitor. That's the person that you've been investing time, that you've been praying for them, that you've been fasting for them, that you've been asking God to save them. And it's a victory when they come to the altar. It's a great victory when they're baptized in Jesus' name. It's a great victory when you heard them speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And, uh, you know, I look, I look at my past. Uh, I look at my background. You know, I was raised, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. And uh, I got to tell you the truth. Never, ever heard no one preaching a one God apostolic message. Never in Puerto Rico. Never heard about water baptism in Jesus' name. Never. Never heard about people receiving the Holy Ghost as they did in the Bible. And it happened in the upper room. Speaking in another tongues of the Spirit gave the utterance. I want you to understand that I value this truth with all my heart. I know that I am a very privileged person. I know in my family, talking about my family that I grew up, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins, my aunts and uncles, no one have this truth. And God look on me. I have mercy on my soul. And I went through a lot of stuff. I don't want to talk about that. But God took me to Germany. God brought me back to Kansas. So I could receive the promise of the Holy Ghost. That I could receive the truth. And it's something that burned in my soul. I want everybody to know. I want everybody to receive the promise of the Father. I want everybody to find a place where they can repent. And have their sins forgiven by God. I want everybody to be baptized correctly. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of their sins. I want everybody to receive that precious promise from God. And that's the force. That's the motivation that is in my heart. It's not just a burden for Panama. Every church that I have visited, including this one, I feel a burden tonight. I want to reach for somebody. I want to see somebody come to an altar. I want to see somebody come and repent of their sin. I want to see somebody take a decision. Pastor, baptize me. It's about time. I've been waiting. I want to see somebody seeking the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that's the way it was in my life. Never, ever I heard. Anybody preach this message the years that I live in Puerto Rico. And I travel 
I used to go to almost every town traveling and never, never. I was not, uh, I was not a religious person, but I was hungry and I went to different churches. I heard different people talking about God. There was always a fear of God in my heart. So I knew that there was a God. And I knew for sure that I did not want it to be lost. I did not want it to go to hell. I know there was a hell. And I know there was a heaven. And I know what I was. I was a sinner. And I needed salvation. But never heard this message preached in my country. Never. And, you know, years later, I found out that there was people that was preaching the message of Acts 238. But I never, I never got acquainted with it. I never got in contact with these people. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. But, you know, this is what really moved me when I went to Panama. That's the reason, you know, besides the call of God, obviously, to that place. But that was a reason that really touched my heart. That area of the country was neglected. All of the churches that I, at that time, now I knew the truth. I was living for God in Kansas for 20 years. So now I knew. But the area of northern Panama was neglected. Neglected big time. Probably one church. Preaching the message in such a vast and big uh, area. All of the churches that were pressing, was preaching this message were around Panama City. There were about 15 or 16 churches that preached Acts 238. They were in Panama City. And I saw the need. I said, man, how is, how is that? This group that preached this message, been here for so many years, and they have neglected this area of the country. David is the third largest city in Panama. And nobody, they have never been an apostolic church in the city of David except when we went there. Now it's a church. There was not a church in the city of Concepcion until Brother Jaime Herrera went there. And uh, reading these verses of the scripture, I imagine that was the way that the Apostle Paul fell. Every time he go into a city or into a different area, and you know, a lot of idolatry, a lot of witchcraft, a lot of whatever, except the truth. And nobody, you know, you have this number of people and they have never heard the message of truth, the message of salvation. And this is a small country compared with Africa. You know? But they're souls. And they have the right. Oh, yes. therefore unto the whole world and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Amen? I'm not calling nobody to be a missionary. But you know that there is a need. I know that there is a need. We cannot cover our eyes and say, well, there is not a need in none of those countries. No, there is a need. There is a great need. There is a great need. You're blessed. You're blessed to have this church in your city. To have a real man of God. To have the right message. To come to the knowledge of the truth. To receive the promise of the Holy Ghost. And receive everything that God has for you. But I imagine. I read these verses of the scripture. And uh, it really hit me. For the reading. You know. He went to places. It doesn't matter if because. 
I know there's people in Oletha, Kansas that have never heard this message. You don't have to go to Africa. You don't have to go to Panama to know that. That's the reason there is a church. That's the reason God gives you a testimony. And that's the reason there is an Irish team. And that's the reason in your job and everywhere that you go, you try to reach somebody. You know that there is a need. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. That's not, that's not the difference. Amen? I was talking to a pastor, a home mission pastor. And he said, Brother Melendez, we're in the same boat. <laughs> Amen? Home mission and foreign mission, well, we're in another place, but we have the same burden, we have the same need that we have to fulfill. We have to. Amen? A home mission minister go to a town and start a church and same thing we do, but another country. Amen? But I was reading this, and then I start thinking about, about so many churches preaching false doctrine. So many churches that don't have the message of deliverance or salvation. And there's, there are a few that got the truth. And the need is so great. It's so large. Somebody, somebody had to preach. Somebody had to testify. Somebody had to tell somebody this is the way. This is the right way. There is hope. People go from church to church trying to satisfy that thirst in their souls. And they leave those places disappointed. Because there is no truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Only the truth can set you free. It's not just the fact that you go to church and you appease your conscience and you just tell everybody, well, I'm going to church too. I got my church too. It won't, it don't work that way. You have to have communion with God. You have to go by the book. You have to receive the promises of God. And I begin, I begin to when I was reading the scriptures, I began to think about the people that we have met in Panama and how God brought them to church. And like here, they're from many ways of life. They're from different backgrounds. I got a man in the church in Panama. He was an alcoholic. And I'm not talking just a person that drinks alcohol, unconscious, in the side of the roads and stuff like that, and dying. No hope. Even demon possessed. He admitted himself. The devil used to talk to him. Who's going to pray for this man? Who's going to tell the truth to this man? Who's going to give hope? Who's going to say, hey, Jesus can do it. God can do it. Not just by visiting a church. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You can break those chains of sin. You can be delivered by the power of God. Come to church. Come to church. Listen to the word of Jesus. Listen to his promises. Listen 
Faith coming by hearing. Come. Come to the house of God. Get exposed to the word of God. And hope begins to grow in his heart. He's been with us close to 14 years. Was a sister in the church and he invited her brother. He used to work in the banana plantation for many years. You know, they do services in there and people come and and the sister said, I want you to come to church with me, to our church. And you know, he went kind of reluctant. He went just to please her sister, his sister. I go. And he came to church and he said, no reaction. No amen. No hand raised. No nothing. And uh, I know he was cutting tradition big time. Most of the Hispanic countries are Catholic. Practice or no practice, if you ask them, I'm a Catholic, they're going to tell you. Amen. They don't know nothing about their religion, but because of tradition. And their parents and grandparents. And, and I'm not making fun of that. I was one of them too. <laughs> Amen. But that tradition bound people. And he was just sitting there. My wife told me after several services, he called me and he said, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with Jose? No reaction or nothing. He's just sitting there. like. And I said, baby, let him come. Don't say nothing. Let God work. On his heart. If he's here. He's going to listen to the word. If he's here. He's exposed to the word. And sooner or later. Well. You know what God says. My word will not return unto me void. It's going to do exactly what. You know on the day that you. least expected, I was preaching. And I was not even given the altar call yet, Brother Regan. And he kept walking the house crying. Thank God, thank God. He repented of his sin. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. We baptized him in Jesus' name. They shall see. They shall see. And then they shall understand. They shall see. Ah, oh, you know, you, you have them from everywhere. I don't know the lady, Stenaida, she was going to another church, but no change, no power. Dead. She came and visited a couple times. She'll be with us. It's one of my faithful, it's one of my, I mean, she's faithful. When I pray for her, Sister Regan, I say, God bless her faithfulness. She is faithful. You know, this lady works in the hotel. And she works sometimes, she got to work Sundays. And she gets out at 4 o'clock. And after finish cleaning, I don't know how many rooms, she comes to church to get whatever is left of the service. She will be there. She could use us as an excuse, you know, I'm tired, I've been working, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's right there. Faithful. Whatever we tell her to do, she will do it for the Lord. You have. Got one of my young ministers now, Brother Abraham. He was in a church, he was even preaching in a church. You know what he told me, Brother Regan, I don't know if you ever heard about a church like this, but he said, in the church that I was a member, that I was a leader, that I was one of the preachers, everybody prophesies. Even the little kids. They just stand and prophesy. And I asked him, 
And I say, do they have the Holy Ghost? No. But they prophesy. And I was teaching one time. He was there visiting the church and I was teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. And I told him, I told the congregation, I said, how is possible that you get the gift of the Spirit without the Spirit? And we call them the gifts of the Spirit. That's what it's called. The gifts of the Spirit. You have to get the Spirit first and then you get the gifts. And his eyes were this big. See, none of those people that were prophesying in there got the spirit of playing games. Well, he's there and he's happy. And he received the Holy Ghost. And I baptized him in Jesus' name. They shall hear, they shall see, and they shall understand. You know. You, you preach to people. And you say, well, Peter says, repent. And be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But I tell them, for the promise is unto you. It's unto you. God did all this for you. He died at that cross for you. He shed his blood for you. Why you don't come and claim what is yours? It's already paid for. They shall see. They shall see and they shall understand. It's for me. It's for me. It's for me. The Holy Ghost is for me. The promise is for me. Heaven. It's for me. The special communion between God and man is for me. It's for me. It's for me. I was preaching last night. There is now no condemnation. I don't care where you have been. There is now no condemnation. You know how many times the devil lied to me? You cannot be forgiven. You have gone too far. Liar. The devil is a liar. There is now no condemnation. Devil pound people with their past. <clears throat> Remember what you did in 1980s, whatever. Remember what you did in 1990. Remember what you did to your wife. Remember what you did to your kid. Remember, remember. No, I don't remember. It's under the blood. No, I don't remember. I shall see and I shall understand. His blood washes away every sin in my life. This is a new life. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. I saw and I understood. The old man is dead. This is a new creature. This is a new vessel possessed not by the devil, by God. There's a big difference. You shall see. And they shall understand. I don't know. Maybe I got too much imagination. Or maybe it's just the way that we But I imagine Paul going to different places in the known world at that time and getting to places where nobody, nobody have preached this gospel. 
this good news and seeing people light up all of a sudden. Wow! What? Never, never in my life. One God? No way. We had Jupiter, Mars, Aphrodite. We had a whole list. We had a God for everything. That was the Greek and, and the Romans. And that's the way many countries still are. They had God for many things. They have never heard about the true God. The only God. The only one that can save them. If they worship to a statue, the statue won't be able to save them. If they worship to a tree, the tree won't be able to. If they worship a mountain. But this God is real. I want to have communion with men. Men, if we get happy and excited oh, yeah. when somebody comes to the truth and is delivered, you imagine God? Can you imagine God that paid the price, that wrote himself in flesh just for that so that we could be saved, so that we could be delivered? You imagine, well, the Bible gives you an idea. When a sinner repents, the angels of heaven rejoice. Rejoice. It's a big party up there. I cannot understand someone called a saint of God not getting excited by a sinner that comes to repent at the altar. By a sinner that get baptized. Wow! It's a victory church. It's a victory church. There's another soul that has been delivered. There's another soul that has prayed for the change of sins and of the devil. You know, some people never, never, never realize how bad how bound they were until they got the Holy Ghost, until they got deliverance. Then they understand, my God, I was bound. I could not even worship. I could not raise my hands. I could not even open my mouth and say, Jesus, I love you. I need you. I cannot live without you. How bound. Without the power of God. But they shall see. They shall see. And they shall understand. I've never been to Africa. But I imagine. I imagine. Those people when they. Are listening. To the preaching. To the anointing preaching. Of the word of God. I imagine their faces. What? One God? Baptism in Jesus' name? All my sins can be forgiven? I could be a new creature? In Christ, I imagine. Because it's the same in every soul that see and understand after God has touched their life, their heart, and their soul. They shall see. And they shall understand. I have people in church that have been in prison. But they saw. And they understood. You know. I was saying at the beginning. We try to reach the Indian community. There are so many. And they're so deceived and people abuse them so much. Now we got three of them. We love them very much. But when you see them, 
is amazing. You know, a lady came to church, an Indian lady. She had AIDS. She's dying. We pray for her. <clears throat> she claimed she received the Holy Ghost. I baptized her in Jesus' name. Then we started preaching point right where they live. There's a dirt road. And there's a dead end. That's where all the houses are. We used to have service right in the middle of the road. You will see that in the slideshow. Right there in the road. So everybody that go by the, by the way have to come through the church. Because the church is in the street. It's in the road. They have to. But you know, she brought to church her brothers, her sister, her nieces, her grandmother. And you, you know how it goes. You got a human mind also. I'm thinking, my Lord, if I'm dying of AIDS, I'm going to get as close as I can to God. My days are count. There's no cure. You're going to die. You know, we have men in church. I used to go and pick them up, bring it to church. You know, she backslid. And I haven't seen her since. Others say I haven't seen her since. The brothers quit coming to church. Sisters, nieces. Her mother did not want the nieces to come to church. But you know what, Brother Regan? The one that I least suspect, her grandmother is in church. She's sitting right there every Sunday. She's right there in church. Because she saw and she not only saw, she understood. This is it. This is my chance. I cannot let this go. You know, it's like Bartimaeus in the road. Jesus! You son of David, have mercy on me. Why was he so desperate? Why was he... Because he, he, he was almost sure that Jesus would not pass by there again. Who is that? Jesus? Woo! This is my chance. Jesus! Thy son of David, have mercy on me. We honor to them. We preach the gospel. We reach for them. We love them. We help them. But they are the ones that need to see and understand. It's just serving the table. Breaking the bread of life. But there is hope. There is an expectation. Every time we go out to a different community. To a different city. It's an expectation. If I'm here preaching tonight, if I'm preaching here Sunday, I have an expectation. Somebody will see. Somebody will understand. You say, well, I invite 100 people and nobody. Somebody will see and understand. You have to believe God. Somebody will see and understand. Here, there, anywhere where the gospel is preached. Somebody will see and somebody will understand. This is my chance. This is what I was looking all my life. This is what I've been expecting. This is the God that I really want to meet. 
This is it. I can have communion with him. I can feel his presence. When I pray, when I worship, when I come to the house of God, it's real. They will see, they will understand. Nobody has watched your brain for you to come to this church. Nobody. This man don't have a magic stick in. You just, from now on, you are a saint in this church. No. Like in Panama, like in every part of the world, you came one time to church and got up and you understanding and you saw and you understood. That promise is unto me. Yeah. I see it. Man. I remember the first time I heard John 3 and 3 and 3 and 5. Brother Westberg preaching in 1983. It just hit me so hard. Except. That means there is no other way. Except. A man be born again. He cannot even see the kingdom of God. Never, ever heard that scripture before in my life. Never. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Well, I've been going to church because I want to enter into the kingdom of God. Why? Why anyone can tell me? Why anybody? Somebody. Nobody told me what I needed to do to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And I saw. And I understood. You know, you're talking to me, God. I saw it. There were more than 400 people in that church that morning. And I was in the third pew from the back of the church. And I was crying. And I saw it. Now, now I understand why you brought me to Junction City, Kansas. It was not just to go to Fort Raleigh and finish the last 18 months of my military career. It was to save me. It was to give me the opportunity that I could see and I could understand what I needed to do to be saved. No problem. I have to repent. I repent. I see and I understand. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And I promise you this night, sweet God, my life's going to change. I'm going to wait for the Holy Ghost to come. I'm going to start the changing right now in this altar of repentance. Because I see and I understand. The brothers came. They came to my house. Gave me a Bible study. In Jesus' name, baptism. Regan, I argue with this people. I saw it here. I said, man, you would not get any argument from me from this point on on water baptism. And I'm getting baptized next Sunday. In Jesus' name. I told my wife, I'm getting baptized in Jesus' name. I don't have no doubt in my mind. I can see and I can understand. 
If I'm not baptized in Jesus' name, my sins are not remitted. I saw and I understand. I need the Holy Ghost. You see, there is only so much that you can do by your willpower. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is gone upon you. It's time now to have the victory over sin. The things that you cannot do by yourself. I want a God. I can see it. I can see it. I understand. Now, now I can see it. I understand. I can see it. Now I can understand what you told the apostles. You tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from a higher. You will need it. Now I see and I understand. I need to have it. I'm going to pray until I hear myself speaking in another tongue. Of the Spirit gave the utterance. I got to have it. I see it. I understand. And they shall see also. And they will understand. You know. When you obey Acts 2.38. You receive the promise of the Father. That only put you in the church, in the body of Christ. Now, the man of God going to teach me how to live. How to be a son of God on this earth. He's going to start teaching holiness. He's going to start teaching the way of living of a real Christian. And some of those things will hit my flesh very hard. And my flesh will, will, will try to resist that. But I'm going to pray. I'm going to believe God. This is part of the package. I want to enter. And then I see. And I understand. It's coming for a church without blemish. Holy. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto him. Now I see, Pastor. Now I see and I understand. And you see, that's the process. Every time we go out, we have service. It's my prayer. It's my expectation that somebody will see. That somebody will understand. You know, it's basic. You cannot force no one to live for God. You won't be able to force anyone to enter into heaven. But when they see and they understand, they truly fall in love with God. And it's the Holy Ghost will give us the understanding and will open our eyes. Jesus said in John 16 and 13, <clears throat> when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Guide me. Guide me because I want to see and I want to understand. Guide me with your spirit, God. 
Well, those that are guided by the Spirit of God, those, who are, those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's what the Bible says. Open my eyes, God. I want to see. Open my understanding. And we, this is what we do. This is what we do in Panama. This is what you do in Orleta, Kansas. This is what is done in Africa. All we have is this. But this is it. <laughs> you don't need nothing else. This is it. So we go out. And we go to places that probably nobody has preached the gospel before. And we presented the good news to them. And they see. And they understand. And now, there's a church in David Panama. There is a church in Concepcion. We're praying and believing God for many churches where people will see and understand. If everybody in the building stand, please. This is our burden that everybody can see and understand. We will go. Help us to pray that they can see and understand and receive the same promise that you received. The same blessings that you're getting in the house of God. It's for them also. The promises come to them and to their children. To those that are far off, even as many of the Lord our God shall go. They shall see and they shall understand. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands. Let's love the Lord.